This is the Coach Guns and Adrianosaurus. Super Coach Guns and Adrianosaurus. Ladies and gentlemen, you're here with Supercoach Guns and Adrianosaurus. I am Adrianosaurus. Nathan is Supercoach Guns. That used to be the old intro to Sunday footy. You remember the one with all the cartoons? It was the bulldog jumping up to fight with an eel and had a knight fighting the dragon and stuff. It was a bit of an interesting <laughs> camp. It was very epic, the old intro for the Sunday footy. Nathan, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, well, you will know how Michael Jordan had his little flu game, right? Where he go, he went, he went ballistic. Well, I'm about to have my my uh, gastro podcast. Yeah, so a bit under the get weather. Some all time, all time insights coming from me. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, uh, if, even just being here, you've 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 had a great achievement. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, I think one of the big the discussion points is um in the news is obviously with Schuster being out. And what, what do you do um, about that? It, mm. it, you've got him, obviously, in your team. Um, we're going to do fullbacks um, as well. It's going to be a shorter podcast in the t- the, the, the position previews because I don't think there's as many options to go with the fullback, to be quite honest. But we're also going to do a little segment where we both handpick some players that we're going to say are diamonds in the rough. Maybe some players that we think from a super coach point of view could have not maybe breakout seasons, but could be just... Um, little, you know, I've been talking a lot of pods on podcasts in, in recent days, you know, could they be a little pod move at low ownership that you reckon could, um, surprise this year and be someone, um, you know, that might, you know, come out of the woodworks as a good option for teams. Um, let's talk Schuster. Um, yeah, you, you had Schuster in your five, eight and I had Schuster in my five, eight. Let's cover if you had him in second row first, it's a real easy thing. If you've got him in second row yeah. and you tell everyone why it's easy in second row. Well, I mean, he, he's 241,000 in the second row. There's a lot of cheapies in the second row. Mm. So you could legit just do Josh Schuster to Matthew Dory and you move on very simple trade and you, you're not losing any sled because Dory's going to probably start. He'll make you a pretty decent amount of coin. And if he flops, it's pretty much a sideways trade straight to Schuster. So there's no risk involved in that one. Yep. So I see some people going, oh, that's fine. I've got Schuster in my second row and he's still in their team. Get rid of him out of your team because you've got a perfect moving piece now. If one of those cheapies or one, even just say you've got lawyer and he flops straight down to Schuster, you make over a hundred or you make a hundred K 120 K and you know, you know, Schuster starts away. He starts making his money. Um, it's perfect for you there. Now, let's talk about yeah. if you've got him in the um, 5'8 position. I raised a few little eyebrows on the old Instagram last night going to everyone. I know he's just had a cat like beers and he's like, come on, lads, just hold Schuster. There's no good options in there. Ponga sucks. He's not going to make any money. He's, he's He looked disinterested. He's not kicking goals. You're going to lose one extra um, week of money making having Schuster. And why break your team to get a dud like Ponger in? Now, I'll 
you may not have him in your team currently, but you you sent through to me a reply saying we're going to discuss this, and you had Tamari Martin in there. So, <laughs> how in, in what on God's green earth? How is having Tamari Martin in there? Any he'll probably make fifteen k, and then I'll and then you'll have to trade him out to Schuster. Well, look, I'll defend this by saying I hadn't looked at the Warriors' draw before I did it. I was under the impression that it was reasonably good. And then I went into tomorrow's profile. I was like, well, let's just confirm that this draw is pretty good. It's shocking. Yeah. So I took him out straight away and I went back up to Caleb Ponga, who, in by a stark contrast, um, I think he versus one top eight team in the first six rounds. And it was eighth place, the Canberra Raiders. Uh, so he also versus the Dolphins, the Warriors twice, yeah. uh, and the Tigers, mainly, you know. I think they're good in it. They're a team that's going to look to outscore you, not to out-defend you, you know? Yeah. So I think there's definitely going to be tries on offer. Um, I agree that Ponga's defense was less than inspiring. But so was we're not, you, you're not, oh, I don't know. He's attacked. It was solid. okay. Yeah, it was okay. Was um, look, let me I ask think, you this yeah. question. Um, he wasn't kicking goals. Hastings is probably, a, they're, yeah. he's got a better percentage of goal kicking um, than Ponga. But Ponga was out with a calf injury. Because yeah. let me do, I I add that from pencil to pen if he was kicking goals with that draw because yeah. that's sort of twelve points 10, well, ten to twelve points. That's the interesting thing. It's not ten to twelve points in the end. Well, yeah, Pong only Ponga averaged like the most he's averaged in goal goal kicking points a game in the last three years was six points per game from his goal kicking. Yeah. That was in twenty twenty. So I think his goal kicking has got better. I know he's had some coaching um, yeah. you know, as well. Um, uh, and with that draw, there should be plenty of goals right in front. If he is kicking, I, I'm yeah. expecting that maybe he gets a better percentage. Um, well, well, that's there's my view on it. I'll say to everyone, if you cannot get up to an expensive one, because if you go to the next one, I probably like like Brimson. I don't, I don't hate, and I don't, ha- I hate Burton. If if you get up to them, you are. Do you consider that breaking team level? Because you've got to find a fair bit of money from Schuster up to one of them. Then I'll give yeah. you. Then I'll give you my opinion on on Ponga. Could you think if you just say you hate Ponga, like you're an Adrian? I'm not. I'm not on. I'm not on the Ponga wagon. I'm not in the toilets with Ponga. Yeah, helping him out because he's got a, some food illness stuff. Um, can you break your? T- should you be breaking your team to get up to you know a double sort of gun five eight? Well, that's where the Tamare Martin, that was the logic behind the Tamare Martin selection, right? He's not super expensive, so you're not really breaking your team. He's only 160000 more. Yeah, that's probably. It's, like, he, he, he's know, a, but he's rogue. Yeah, he's, he's, it's rogue. It's a rogue pick. So that was the logic behind it. Um, if you were to, it's just, I don't know. I feel like Pong is the cheapest 5'8". That you, that you can get, can that you know is going to start and but still have some reasonably decent output, potentially really good output. Yeah, that's, that's what where I mean? I'm at with it. I just say to people, if you're breaking your team to or doing something to your team to get Schuster up to someone, Ponger is the minimum. And I don't, I have reservations about that. I, I don't actually know that he'll kick the goals. And if, we, if he goes into that first game and he's not kicking the goals, that's probably not ideal for those people that went Ponga. And I don't know how enthused I was by what I saw, but yeah, 
Um, you one I don't have a dead position there, which I will have with Schuster. Uh, you have an op- op- opportunity to do something if you've got a failing person for when Schuster is back. Yeah. I will. I will say. Um, the smarter play is probably to get yourself to a Ponga. Ponga has a pedigree. And we really, everyone's just holding out. It's like we kind of are with Stags. We've seen what Stags yeah. can do and we just want to see it happen more consistently. Pong has been off for a couple of years. He's the captain of the club. This change to 5'8 this year. I think he's got some doers around him in Hastings, Braley and 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 uh, Miller there at the back. I've got yeah. to, I think that there's enough reason for people to feel confident, well, not confident, feel um enthusiastic that they can actually replace Schuster with Ponga and it'll actually financially and points wise, you could even play Ponga with their draw. You could play him. Yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. I think I'd play Ponga for all of these first six games because yeah. it's it, it they they the worst match, the hardest matchup he's got is against the Raiders. You know, it's he'll still be able to get attacking stats against all of these teams. And so I think, you know, it's a it's low risk because yep. you've got that bailout option in Josh Schuster. And yep. best case scenario, he's a hold until origin, you know, yep. and you can put Schuster in your second row. Yeah, so I think categorically we're both ex- agreeing um, on the podcast that the smartest thing probably and the most uh, – the road that it's leading us down to do is to go to Ponga <laughs> because you don't have yeah. to break too much. You've got to find a couple of hundred nah. days. 300, yeah. Is it 300K? Yeah, it's around 300K. Yeah, it's, so you, it's like, you know, going from, say, Joe Tarpney to Christian Welch. Yeah, you know, so it it's is not a, doable a big thing. deal. Yeah, it's a doable yeah. thing. Um, I'm I'm in the camp of uh, hold Schuster. You lose one extra week of making money, yeah, so people are going to have a couple of price rises because they have a buy. We're all going to have to go through that buy. So everyone's saying, oh, you're going to have to wait an extra couple of weeks for Schuster's money. Yeah, we are now that you're comparing it to someone who doesn't have a buy in round two. So it's, it's two weeks, yeah, but it's one week more than we were already going to wait. So I'm saying to everyone, it's not all that doom and gloom. We were always going to have Schuster and – you know those, um, you know those people in round once. You know Schuster's back. They're going to downgrade a failing someone else. You, you've already got Schuster. They're probably going to be obliged to grab Schuster for their failing person. We can go somebody else who looks like they're going to make a bunch of money because we already have Schuster. We might be able to go um, use that as a move to get someone else. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes you got to take a gamble in Supercoach. So I get to keep the purity of my team in holding Schuster. I have a good playable option in Dewey as my main half. And I'm not going to play for an injury. I'm not going to, it is dangerous at times in those singular positions, like half and five, eight, unless you've got a jewel or a couple of jewels in there um, to, to rely on one player. Uh, but I'm, I'm willing to take that risk um, because essentially you're just going to lose a couple of weeks of money-making and what, what what's it going to be dollars wise. That that's all you're going to lose dollars wise. Yeah. Um, if you've got a playable, good playable 17, how much money potentially could you lose? That's true. Like, I, I understand where you're coming from, you know. Um, I'm just oh, – it, it's the fact that you haven't got two five-eights for two weeks and then you don't – like, we know it's round three at the earliest for Schuster. Yeah. He's had a history of these little niggling issues, so it could be longer. Yeah, so that's, be- that's my reservation on doing it, this yeah, strategy. I'm- I mean, look, he could be back in round three and Ponga could get knocked out and then retire because he keeps getting head knocked. 
you know, and he's in the front line. So there's a lot of what ifs and what, you know, look, I think you plan for around three and you might actually get bitten on the ass if it's, if it's longer. Um, so it is a lower percentage play. And I think people should know that it is lower percentage. Um, if you, you're going to hold Schuster in the five, eight position, maybe, you know, you're going to lose a hundred K of money making, you know, if everything goes well for those people that brought somebody else in, um, but, you know, maybe you make an extra hundred points by being able to hold on to a David Fafita who tons up in the first couple of games where they had to go down to a Schuster or just go down to a lawyer or a Teague Wilton or something. You, I know you're big on Teague, but you, you get my point. So um, I think people who are holding Schuster are saying, well, I don't want to break my team. I like the purity of my team. Points are king. I want to keep my positions the way I like, like it in my team. Um, so look, that's that's. I think that's good enough. You and I are saying, Ponga minimum. If if it's going to be Ponga yeah. or or above, get yourself up yeah. to one of those other better options. Um, it's probably the higher percentage play. If you're in the second row, get him out, and then you have got yourself yeah. a nice little um, pawn interested <laughs> to come back into your team for a, you know once those price changes are happening and and you can replace a failing um, player. Um, yeah. I mean, let's if let's say Kalen Ponga didn't get this five eight fullback duel, right? This discussion will be very brief. We'd be holding Schuster, in my opinion. I don't think I would spend six hundred K or, you know, try and find another what is it, three hundred and fifty thousand dollars just to keep a another player in there for uh two extra weeks because we Ponga I don't see as a season keeper. Burton could be. But I will, I know that I will want Dylan Brown over the origin period, which yeah. means I'm still going to still have to sell Matt Burton. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of reminds me tool. last year I held Grant and Munster, knowing they were um, suspended yeah. for the first week. It's kind of similar to that. Is you're just holding Schuster because he was the A one double tick gold standard, yeah. beautiful cheapie for us this year in the five eight position. Had a really handy jewel. So it's just going, hold your nerve in a way and don't make an ugly, sloppy decision like um, Tamari Martin. If you can get to Ponga, it's not without risk on Ponga, I will say that, but it looks to me in the on the surface like the smartest thing to do if you could do it because you don't have to find too much money. Ponga is a, a, a super coach gun of the past. And, you know, if everything goes swimmingly for you, Ponga comes out and with that draw, he lays on try assists, scores tries and kicks goals. You guys are... You, you're paid to do the smart, obvious thing. <laughs> and us Schuster <laughs> holders are going to be like, oh, he's on. Um, but anyway, we'll leave it there on on that. Um, let's talk about our teams, how they are now. I've posted in the old right. thing um, on, the, on the socials that I, I get crazy. I said it in the BBL. I say it every year in Supercoach. In that little nervous week before TLT, I start doing kooky things in my team. <laughs> um, so we'll let you go first, and I'll, and yours will be a sensible um, team, I'm sure, and then we can go through mine. Okay. Um, so my hookers are Brand Smith and Tanner Boyd. I don't believe that's changed since we last discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, then I've got Christian Welch and Stefano as my front rowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that hasn't changed with Sean Kepi and Davey Mawali as my bench front rowers. Um, then second row has changed a slight bit. I've got David Fafita instead of Cameron Murray. Mm. I have T. Wilson still. I've now brought in Egan Butcher. Yep. I have Ellie Katoa, Jermaine Popgood, and Matthew Dury. Now, Egan Butcher... He's a he's a worker in the back row. I, 
you go back to his New South Wales Cup stats, he was averaging something like 40 tackles a game, 91 metres a game, and he could tackle bust and offload. So he's got a very super coach friendly game. And that reflected in the NRL in his one start in the back row where he scored 71 points in 71 minutes. So he's got the game for it. Uh, for Fida, I kind of was like, well, Fafita, I was starting to come around on Fafita. He had a rubbish season last year, still averaged 65, 66 points, right? He looked a bit more uh, skilled in that trial, you know? He was throwing cutout passes. He was he was looking to offload and not just do it all himself. And there will be the players where he can do it all himself, but I think he will be rather selective about when the time the timing was right. And I think he was in that second trial. So I'm, I'm all over him now. And... Uh, you know, I wish I had Cameron Murray and Fafita, but you know, you can't. That, that's the that's the reason you make money, so you can eventually. Yep. Um. Okay, then I've got Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines as my halfbacks. That's who's on your? Chicks. Oh, yeah. What was your bench again on the old? Um, oh, um, Ellie Katoa, Jermaine Popgood, yeah. and Matthew Dory. Yeah, I thought I heard Ellie Katoa. Um. That's a that's a beefy, you know. You, yeah. you got some nice backup there on that um second row bench. Well, it's just in case you know, like Ethan Butcher becomes a bust or something, or you know, it, it's pretty much disaster planning at this point. Um, which is awfully optimistic of me. Um, <laughs> halfbacks are Cleary Hines again. You know, don't need to explain that one very much. Uh, then I've got Adam, Adam Dewey and Caelan Ponga. We discussed why I have Ponga. And Dewey's pretty much locked in as everyone's main 5'8 now. 5'8 mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, then center wings. All right. This is this hasn't changed, I don't think. No. Val Holmes, Isaac Thompson, Charles Cockstar, Sonia Taruva, Alabody, Camperera, Warbrick, and fullbacks are Teddy and Turbo. Nice. So yeah, I like the balance of the team. Um, you know, you've got good backups in most positions. Um, it gets a, it gets a tick for me. All right, now let's get into Ado's team. Ado gets a bit rogue. I get rogue. Um, in my hooker's position, it's Brandon Smith and it's Sonny Luke. I've got rid of Tanner Boyd. Now, look, we'll get down to what I've done in my team. I know you've been, you've poo-pooed. Um, well, look, we watched Tanner Boyd and he scored 50 points. Everyone's like, yeah. um, you know, he's going to be a 50 to 55, 60 scorer. Mm-hmm. Sonny Luke, the mail I've heard is that at a stretch he could have played last game in the in the World Club Challenge or whatever, um, and that they still have designs for him to come on and play 55 minutes a game. Even if his PPM is shit like it's been, he's still going to score 50 points. He's probably going to score the same as Tanner Boyd. If we had a 200,000 bottom price cheapie in the hooker position that was going to get 55 minutes any other year just put put everything else out of have it have that in a vacuum you think it's a decent enough option he's probably gonna score 50 points a game 45 uh, yeah i don't know i think he i would say he's in that 40 to 50 range yes all right yep well i mean just sort of like you know you're very reliant on them not easing him in you know but they're Oh, look, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you this much. I, I feel, I feel like um, goal kicking and and the way that the Titans attack Boyd. You know, he's probably a safer pick. But I'm going to go out on a stretch and say that Sonny Luke will be within five points of Boyd after ten rounds. And in that event, what I was able to achieve in my build, look, 
when the Roosters are on the bye in round four, I'm going to have to play Sonny Luke. So hopefully he's up and we're running, playing his, hopefully he's playing 60 minutes. So there is a little bit of um, punt. There's a punt if you go Sonny Luke um, on what we've heard his role is going to be and what he does mean to that team. They look like dog shit with um, old mate in there doing it. What's his name? Uh, Kenny. Kenny. Kenny looks garbage. So they need Sonny in there as a creator, and I reckon it would not surprise me for him to to be a 60-minute hooker. And if he is, um, look, he hasn't really had the greatest PPM, but he hasn't really played a lot of first grade. I, I'm just going to – I'm going to take a punt that he's going to be within – I reckon he's a hair off what Boyd's going to be doing. Um, so if you're going to have in the hooker position, if, if you've got Boyd down in half, I don't think that's the right place to have him, but – you can take a punt on um Sonny Luke in because you go on one of these cheaper options in the in the hooker position. I reckon there's there's a we'll have a, like a little unofficial bet um that he'll be within five points of Tanner Boyd after ten rounds. Um Christian Welsh and Witikamano in the front row. I've got Ben Murdoch, Masilla, and Mawale on the bench. So um you know everyone says Kepi, you know, but Kepi hasn't really shown too much as far as a super coach is, and, and Ben Murdoch Masilla looks like dog shit, but he play he's starting in the second row. And he seems to be doing yeah. some okay things. Okay, he looks okay. Yeah, but like he's starting the second row because Jack Bird's injured. Oh, I I reckon he's looked like one of their better ones in the in their rubbish trials. So, who we'll says say. he doesn't? Uh, and I think his minutes will probably be the same anyway. I mean, I'm not only going to play him if I have to, and, and uh, it's going to be forty points most likely. I think that's where he's going to sit, <clears throat> and it wouldn't surprise me if that's what Kepi scores as well. I'm hoping for better things from Cappy this year, but who knows? Um, Cam Murray, I've got, I've got Muzz, Muzz, I've got Muzz, and David Fafita, and I am the same as you. I brought in Egan Butcher. You know, we've got a little bit more clarity on the Angus Crichton thing, um, and you know, we should just stop and say that too. Isn't that good? Um, you know that they've the families come out and said, look, look, give me some privacy. He's got the right people looking after him and helping him out. And it's good that the, he's got. He works for a club that um, does the right thing by their players, and then he and on the on the mental health space, there's more important things than footy, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, wish him all the best, of course. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, hopefully he receives the treatment that he needs, and that he's he's back, back pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, we love Gus. Um, but I've got Egan Butcher in there as well because I really wanted Egan Butcher. We've um, publicly said on the podcast I prefer him to Nat just on his um business. Yeah. Uh, and I just reckon um, lock and load. He's got a, a an extended role in that team, and I'm I I like him as a pod. You look at his ownership, and he's a pod. Um, and I'm going to start with him. I, I haven't gone with Teague Wilton. It'd be between Teague and and uh, Egan Butcher, but I just um. I'm partial to a bit of um, Egan Butcher. You're a, a Roosters fan, so you've got him and yeah. I've got him too. Uh, yeah. On the bench, I've got um, Matt Dory. Um, he looks like he's bolted on to start. Uh, they say the ankle thing's not um, a big problem. Obviously, I've got Hopgood as well, I should say. Sean Bloor, um, I don't think it's necessarily going to be Sean Bloor. Who have you got as your third one? Yeah, uh, Ellie Kachawa instead of Sean Bloor. Yeah, so you've got Dory and um, Hopgood. I mean, there's yeah. going to be some 230k, or isn't there, that I can go? Someone. Well, I thought the one that one was Dury. I didn't think there was going to be two, to be honest, but they, oh. they probably will be. Yeah. I mean, I've got Hopgood and Dury. Um, I can play them, I reckon. If Dury's starting second row, I go, he's got a really good looking role in that team to start. Yeah. Um, and look, I don't know. Give me someone in there. I'll find someone. 
Um, it's just Bloor at the moment because he's it's just a placeholder. Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines, Adam Dewey and Josh Schuster. I'm I'm a holder. I'm gonna hold him. <laughs> yeah, I guess you you've got to sacrifice um probably Mario from Feeder. Yeah, well, have a listen today. to this. Have a listen to this center wing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot. I got Val Holmes. I got Brian To'o. I got Greg Marju. And I've got well, Bostock is a holder. Um, because I think that we're going to get that. I don't think it's going to be Sonny Taruva necessarily. I think it might be that other one um, that gets the role. Alamotti. Yep, McLean or Jenkins, whatever, whoever it is. Bottom price cheapie is going to come in and I'm going to get them. Alamotti, Cam Pereira, Warbrick on the bench, Teddy and Turbo. So Ada's got um, a bit, yeah. I've got a bit rogue. I've, I've look, I'm, I'm literally guns and cheapies, it looks like, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, look. This is my argument against uh, planning for McLean. You know, you're finding money if he doesn't get it. Yeah. Why not just have to river and you get the bonus seventy five thousand? Yeah, that's what I should do. That's what I should do. Look, I tell you what, I'm going to do if um, you know, if if it all doesn't land and it's one of the cheaper ones in there, Egan Butcher is going to probably be Trent Lawyero, um, because he's a decent enough saving, hundred twenty k to be in mm. in fact. Um, so I'll be able to do things in there. And look, if I'm not feeling confident about the Sonny Luke, Lawyer O could um, go back up to Boyd. And that probably gives me a little, buffers me a little bit um, for players in my team as well. Um, the way I'm seeing everyone else's teams, because obviously we're um, personalities in the super coach world. I'm getting team after team after team from people. Rate yeah. my team. What do, I, what do you like about this, that, and the other? I've had people that have sent me teams that are exactly the same as my team. <laughs> and, it, and I'm like, I don't, I'm, I can't believe it. it. It happens every year. You get these cookie cutter teams. Um, and well, I go, I start to rebel against that. And I'm, I'm, I like, I mean, a build with three guns in, uh, you know, tackle breakers and, and a Val, a couple of tackle breaking um, beasts in uh, Marju and To'o. It's a different build, isn't it? Yeah, it is a different build. That doesn't make it a good build. though. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's wait and see, eh? I mean, I've got oh, yeah. Murray as well, um, which is a nice little piece up there in the second row. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think the pieces I have that you don't have are way better. I think I'll start better than you. Um, but that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. That's the fun of super coach, isn't it? Now, nah, look, yeah. um, I look at your lineup and I say that is a smart, sensible lineup. Mine, you're like, that guy's a cowboy. It looks very obvious that I, you're a smart, sensible character. You're the sheriff and I'm the, I'm the outlaw. I meant to. I meant to be the rogue one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've gone rogue. Oh, it's. I don't know what it is about when it gets close to things. Um, you know, I start to start, get erratic and do weird things. Um, yeah. all right, well, let's get into fullback. It's um not really a complicated area this year. I don't. I don't feel. Um, we'll talk about some of the options because I am getting teams that come through with. I got a I got a ponger in fullback team today from someone. I was like, no, 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 <laughs> not 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 for fullback. You can get him into your five eight, and that's fine. But um, so we there's a few different things that we're seeing in there. Um, let's go and have a look at the ownership. The number one owned player in the fullback position is James Tedesco. Um, he's forty two point two, and Teddy is. I think I saw a stat somewhere on one of the socials. We follow so many great super coach um, content creators. It's like Teddy's been in the top 10 for the last five uh, years yeah. or something. Yeah. I mean, what a gun. That was uh, oh, the weekly rub down. I think. The weekly rub down. Great guys. The so, weekly rub down. I tried to, I was like, yeah. come on lads, follow Ado and get me into one of your drafts. I'll show you how it's done. 
<laughs> they said, no, nah, no, not for now. But um, I, but they, they, yeah, I mean, look, Teddy's a gun, isn't he? Yeah, no, Teddy a is a gun, and that that that's that's reflected on his ownership in classic as well. Yep, no, it's forty percent owned. Um, he's your anchor in the fullback, and you can get yeah. creative with the other one. For pe- I, I get there's the narrative that he does start slow, but like, who cares? A slow start for Teddy is like a sixty-five, maybe even a seventy-five push. You know, it's not bad scoring still. You still own him because he's that good and he's got the Dolphins round one, so who's to say that that narrative doesn't change? Yeah, I mean, I, every time I'm, like, having a look at the money and I trade out Teddy to, say, like, a, you know, drink water or something, I go and have a quick look at James Tedesco and I see Dolphins and then New Zealand Warriors. So I'm yeah. like, well, I mean, I feel like that could be a decent enough start for him. I will say... He he's look he looks like somebody who played a World Cup and you know would probably could have you know used maybe sit out in the preseason, don't you reckon? Yeah, I reckon. But he'll be right. He'll be right. I'm sure yeah. he'll pop. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I, I just I mean, has he I, I've had him in my team and he's never actually exited at all. Another person is no. Val Holmes. Once I put Val in, I've not removed him out, I've moved other things around. I think those are two good anchors, but in your fullback, I reckon um, Teddy and whatever you want as a combo. I mean, if people are, uh, is it acceptable for people to have Latrell and drink water? Or do you think you've got to have a slice oh. of Teddy? I mean, Teddy has got an early um, buy yeah. and drink water has a lovely draw. Yeah. Like it's tough because I feel like this should be a very brief discussion, but I, I better have an open mind, right? Mm. So Drinkwater has a really soft jaw, but he also hasn't got a ceiling to him at all. And he has so a, big, I, a really low floor. Really low floor. So I, I, I'm saying no on Drinkwater. Now, I can never say no to Latrell because he he is fixture-proof because he's a goal-kicking fullback, right? Yep. Um, and... You could argue that his base is low. So what? He gets attacking stats every game comfortably. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just thinking. Right? You could all. There's always an argument for Latrell, but in saying that, who would you rather? Would you rather Teddy with a soft draw or a fixture-proof Latrell? Yeah. Probably Teddy with the soft draw, right? Even yeah. though there is a buy in there. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this much. Um, I look at like interchangeable pieces and that's kind of why I was like, well, I reckon Sonny to, you know, if I, if Sonny Luke does everything that they say that he's going to do, he's probably going to score the same or similar to boy. Um, I reckon if you are of the persuasion, I reckon a goal kicking Latrell that means so much to that attackingly brilliant team, even with a hard, it is a hard draw. That's the only thing that yeah. puts, if it was an easy draw. I reckon I, I might think, even go um, Trell, but it is a, yeah. a hard draw. We know he is fixture. See, there's a difference between flourishing in a tough fixture and being um, fixture-proof. It means he's not going to do bad scores, in my view. He's not going to get bad yeah. scores, but he may not have the ceiling that he has. I reckon those two are actually interchangeable. You could go a Latrell and um, Turbo, you know, or you could yeah, go... You uh, could. Yeah, so that that's that's what I'm saying. I think they're interchangeable, but I've got Teddy in there. I brought him into my team. He's my anchor there. And I can go rogue with my second spot if I want, but I, I'm, I'm locking in Teddy. Um, we'll skip Chance because he's obviously useful to people in the uh, center wing. If you've got him in your floor, yeah. you've got a shit build in your team. You've got to fix it. Um, Tom Travoyevich, 35.8. 
What an absolute steal for Tommy Turbo at 577. Oh. Um, I look at um the West Tigers when they pumped the Raiders, and I was like, oh, they've still got Bateman and bloody Appy to come in. I mean, that's how much better than the Raiders they're looking in this preseason. They didn't even have those two in there. <laughs> um, the Manly Seagulls won that um, tournament. They looked like a uh, refreshed, didn't they? I mean, I, I yeah. don't. I've never rated old mate there as a coach. He won coach of the year. Seabold. Um, But he looks like he's refreshed. They looked really slick and attacking. And, um, you know, Kelma Tuolagi and, and Ola there next to each other as two dynamic weapons. The edges looked yeah. good. They were getting the ball around, weren't they? Um, you know, I think that Tommy Turbo coming into that team is just going to make it even better. Um the reports are that he's he's tracking really nicely for round one. So you've got to take a yeah. slice of this bargain, Tommy Turbo, haven't you? I think you do. I think you definitely do. I mean, yeah, he he had a rough year last year, you know. Um, played the first four games, hamstring, then played three games, busted his shoulder, and that was him done for the year. So hmm. I understand why there's some hesitancy on Turbo potentially because of that injury history, but you're talking a guy who started last season at one point two five six million dollars, and he's yeah. he's less than half of that now, less than half of that. Yeah, so... it's, it's amazing. Look, I mean, people are saying, "Oh, look, if I've got um, Drinky and and um, I don't know Latrell, I've got two mm. playable options." Um, and, and when you've got to sit a, a gun fullback in in round two. Um, and yeah, you know that's fair. That's a fair um thing to say, but um, I just reckon we're not talking about sitting an eight hundred and fifty thousand dollar player. We're sitting a bloke that's you know he's he's cheaper than Josh Papali. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's he's so cheap. He's cheap. He's cheaper than Tyson Frizzell. How could you not pick him? Tommy Turbo's cheaper than Fatissi New. Yeah, it's that's like... how cheap he is. Yeah, now you got to own him. You got to own him, right? Yeah, I think let's just get that out of the way. Turbo's the one non-disputable guy in your fullback that you need to own. You can make your case for Tedesco. You can make your case for Latrell. You can make your case for Drinkwater, or so on and so forth. There is no case against Turbo that isn't called an injury. And even then, you should be in the same boat as the rest of Super Coach if he were to go down. Yeah, well, that's right. I, I just reckon. Uh... Unbelievable! Just comparing to some of those other prices of other people, it's like yeah. a, there's no risk in having him other than the fact that they're going to be on a buy in round two. So just owning him with everyone else, and we'll all sit him out on the buy in round two. Um, next one on the list is of relevance is Latrell Mitchell, fifteen point five percent for Latrell. Um, he is expensive at eight hundred eighty-nine thousand. Yeah. He costs more than um Tedesco. So mm. I think they're interchangeable Tedesco and um, Latrell, but you're going to have to fork out a lot more. Well, not a lot more, but a, a, a little bit more for Latrell. Yeah. Um, sounds look good to me. And Latrell looks like he's, he's ready to go this year. Yeah. I mean, when he came back from that injury, I, his lowest score was round 25, where he got sinned against the Roosters for a 45-point score. So round 16... Oh, let me read you out his scores. I don't have the average on me or anything, but let me read you out his scores. He has 99, 93, 136, 99, 52, 152, uh, 115, 105 against Penrith, mind you, 
76, and then that 45, which involved a sin bin. So this dude is a freak, right? Mm-hmm. He can score well against quite literally anyone. Like he scored a ton, back-to-back tons against Parramatta and Penrith, both of last year's grand finals. And he scored a 99 against Melbourne. So I, I'm not nervous on Latrell if you were to pick him. Yeah. Um, you probably don't lose all that much, actually, against uh, a Tedesco. No, because... probably not. I'll tell you, like, Teddy seems like he can get a 150, whereas Latrell will get, like, a 110. And that's what pops yeah. up Teddy's average. I've started to see some lower ones in Teddy last year. But he gets it together with the high ones as well to still finish on a great average. But... um. Potentially, if he plays the full season, I'm I'm going to go tip that I reckon he's going to outscore Teddy. Oh, ooh. Yeah. yeah, you're telling that to the wrong person. I know, <laughs> I know. I'm I'm telling you, a South player is going to outscore a Rooster. I just reckon, um, in that team, Latrell is the main man, the absolute main man. Whereas over there, I think Teddy is starting to. You take a run, Manu, and get it out to Sawali. And, you know, like there's a lot more people there that are, can take it. Take it. Whereas Cody Walker and Latrell oh. and Cook, Cook, they're the, they are very much a few players in a in a team that looks great when those guys are firing. But I reckon Latrell is going to go absolutely off this year. And I, I reckon he'll be a couple of points ahead of Teddy. Oh, no, you can't say this to me. You can't well, say I reckon Teddy me. might even get an early shower here or there this year. They've got perfectly oh, serviceable fullbacks to go. go in. I reckon, okay, here you go. I will say that uh, Teddy averages 85 this year. I think that's reasonable, don't we yeah. think? Yeah. And I will say that Latrell averages 80. All right. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but I will, you can you can hold me to account for that one. At the yeah, end we'll of the revisit year. at the end of the year and we'll see if he did outscore him. Um, the next one I want to go down to is Scott Drinkwater. Um, it's people are sending me teams going. Oh, well, I'm going to go with um Drinky and he's going to be my main one, and I'm going to have Turbo. Ooh. I mean, I just think that that's like, well, I don't know which one's your anchor. You know, you could play. In round two, you know, potentially you could play Drinkwater where he has one of his quiet games. You don't have a solid, you know, consistent scoring yeah. one in there. Um, but he's 746,600. He's 6.8% owned, which is very pottish. They have a very nice draw. I mean, I was, I was, what was I doing studying for the Whisperer show when I was having, I was like, I know that they've got a good draw, but I don't think I've actually had a look at their games. Canberra. After their bloody preseason away is for Canberra. It's, it's a home game for them to kick off the year. Broncos, New Zealand, Gold Coast, Bulldogs, Dolphins, New Zealand again, Newcastle. In those eight games, I'm going to say in, in those eight games, I reckon um, Drinkwater will get at least four tons. Ooh, okay. All right. I'm going to say that he might average, he might average 80 across that run. Yeah. But, his tons will be like 105 or 110. Yeah, they will. They'll be They're low one. What low one? Like, tons are still brilliant, don't get me wrong. But when you take into account that a Latrell or a Tedesco or a Trebojevic can score tons against just about any team, yeah, and their high ceiling tons against the soft teams can be north of 150 comfortably. Yeah, it's he it, he even though he's. He's uh soft. His draw is the softest by far in the comp. His his uh average, I still reckon, is at best fourth after eight rounds against yeah. the fullbacks. 
Yeah, some people who send me their teams, I say the fullbacks that I find acceptable this year to have back there are Teddy, Latrell, Turbo, and Drinkwater. I've put him up there in the four. He's the one yeah. I want least out of the four, yes. Um, but I've, I'm putting him up there as I think if you start with him and you go in those first eight games, I think he's going to score terrifically well. Um, you know, it's not not the worst. Um, I, I just understand that people want to get a slice of the Cowboys. I don't know if I'd have him as the top slice I want to have. Um, Val Holmes. Yeah. Val Holmes so, is the top slice. Yeah, Val. And look, some people are partial to a Nanai and saying, well, Nanai, you know, yeah. I'm going to go him instead of um, Wilton or I'm going to go him instead of Fafita. And I don't mind that because I think he could potentially score really well in those runner games, um, Nanai. Yeah. Uh, and I think that you could go drink water, but you see drink water versus um, Latrell, even with the hard draw, I don't feel nervous owning Latrell, but I still feel no. nervous of drink water, even with that lighter draw that's, but I still are not enough to not pull the trigger, but I, I, I feel no nerves for Teddy and Latrell. I feel slight nerves for drink water just because he can just have one of those yeah. games where he's not on and it's a 15 or 20, you know, um, yeah. he, he, in the fullback position, I don't want anyone that has a terrible low one in him. Yeah. And like the only nerves that we have on even Tom Trebojevich are probably just injury, right? He plays a full season. He'll be up there with Latrell and Turb and Teddy for average. He'll be probably matching those two, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. So, you know, there's so much to consider. You save Turbo from from uh, drink water. I guess yeah. you're saying, well, I'm going to get the extra game out of him that you're not going to have if you're going instead of um, Turbo. Mm-hmm. Let's Maybe, move it on. Okay, sure. We have our trepidations when it comes to um, drink yeah. water, but I'm going to still endorse him as a, I think it's a decent enough option. What's his ownership? 6.8. Um, 5.8% are on Reese Walsh. Oh, hello. I mean, can you get that um tricky in the fullback? Because he's fullback only. Reese yeah. Walsh. <laughs> oh, these people. I love them. Um, you can go. Oh, gosh. No, you can't. No, 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 no. Just give yeah, me He's also got Penrith and North Queensland as his opening two games. Yeah, and he's in, he's been injured, hasn't he? So, yeah, just quietly. I'd probably hope that he misses Penrith rather, to be honest. Yeah. So he doesn't lose all his money. I'd rather him play North Queensland, and then he goes into St George Dolphins, Tigers, uh, Raiders, Titans. That's a nice run, and then it's hard again. So, nah, not for me. Um, though I do admire the kahunas on some of these. Oh, mate, that's so kahunas. Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah. know, I don't get it. If you've got him in there, what's your combo? Um, look, there's not much else to to mention. Um, five percent of people have got Dylan Edwards in there. He hasn't had a preseason game. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, look, I've heard there's been a little bit of chat about Dylan Edwards, hasn't there? I mean, you've got a guy that's probably going to have to be a little bit more involved in that attack now that there's no Appy Coruscant. He can't just play as like a, a another centre on the on the uh, right hand side in their goal line attack. He's probably going to be doing a few more sweeping plays, mm. which will mean a few more tries. It's probably an uptick in his average by, I'm going to say five points. If Taruva can't quite lift his, if Taruva's work rate doesn't quite translate to the NRL, then Dylan Edwards will have to do even more work, which he can do. We know that he's a hit up merchant and a half. Um, so I get it. Not for me because he, oh. he really has no ceiling. 
but he really has a 50-point flaw in him against anyone. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I like Dylan Edwards as a player, but he's always got that um, injured Band-Aid thing next to him, it seems like, for me. And he hasn't <laughs> even played any preseason games. So I just don't know, um, to be quite honest. Um, look, we Nick Meany is someone worth a mention, but I, yeah. I'm picking him in your centres. You're not um, picking him in your fullback. And I don't even think he's fully convincing um, to go in your centres. He's more of a punt in the centres, but he's an absolute no in the fullback position. Um, I want to go down to AJ Brimson, who I think at 673 is a, is a fair option to come in if you want to spend up replacing Schuster you know, in your 5'8 position. I've liked um, what I've seen from AJ. Um, he's got a handy duel. He's 2.6. The Titans look like they can put on some points. Any love mm. for AJ? Definitely in yeah. the 5'8 position, but not in – well, not definitely in the – possible in the 5'8 position, but no way taking a fullback spot. There's always love for uh, good old AJ Brimson. Or, or There's always love for a fullback who can, who's available at 5'8. You know, yeah. so he he's an option for sure. Um, I'm just not certain uh, what his involvement will be uh, in their attack with four and playing both sides of the field. So I question how many try assists or you know line break assists. I mean, if he I was can, a, he can rack up. I mean, if I was going you know, one of these fullback five eights, just get might as well go Ponga. I think they both have yeah. the same ability. Um, I want to mention someone who's a pure fullback in Clint Gutherson, Gatho, um, 2.1%. I, I reckon um, for round six, maybe you could take Gutho, but you don't start the season with Gutho. Everyone gives the old jokes that Para are flat track bullies. Well, it's not, <laughs> a, flat, not a flat track bully um, opening to the season, is it? No, it's not. And I think um, it is a really hard run to start the year. And even then, Gutho has only ever been super coach relevant when there's been no uh, Mitchell Moses in their team because he gets that goal kicking and it elevates him by around 15 points a game. Yep. Uh, well, yeah. he's not, he's not going to get that. Uh, 1% of people own um, Ryan Pappenhausen. Wow. <laughs> What's going yeah, we better on? Talk, we, we better talk about Pappy. I mean, yeah, we should. We're, probably, we're probably looking at him coming back midway through the year. Um, he'll probably start off the bench. Yep. He'll probably get eased into it. Yep. He's a sensational head-to-head finals pod. I think yeah. that's how that's how you look at him now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I was in you a draft at- um the other day. The other day, it's a hundred dollar buy in draft. Um, and Oof. I think by round four, he was still on the board, and we were getting down to sort of draggy sort of second rows. I was fair second rows. I was like, I'm going to grab him. <laughs> Yeah. I grabbed him because I was like, well, if I can make it towards finals and I've got him as a trump card on my bench, yeah, in a year where we've got buys and stuff, it's hard to hold a non-playing piece. But I've got myself a premium piece there that if I can fiddle around for the rest of the year and get to finals, he's going to be a real trump towards the end of the year. Um, I have no doubts when he comes back, he's going to probably come off the bench. We'll get a look at how what his speed's like and his maneuverability. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I mean, who knows? Eh? We just don't know. Listen to this for his final four games of the season. Canberra, St. George, Gold Coast, Brisbane. That could be winning you finals. Um, that wins you cashies. That, yeah. that Ryan Pappenhausen could win you cashies. Yeah. And he could be, I'm going to say, let's put a number out there, uh, like $600,000 by then because he's been playing off the bench or starting a bit slowly. You know, yeah. he'll be fullback by then. He'll be their fullback by then. So if you're on the Trell owner, and you're you're probably looking to 
go into a buy coverage, an origin coverage fullback. You take, let's call him Clint Gutherson, for example, because Parramatta do cover the buys pretty well. You take Clint Gutherson to Ryan Pappenhausen round 20 or something like that. And then all of a sudden you've got, um, he's got a hardy draw from 20 to 23 and then it opens right up. So he could win you cashies for sure. Write that down. Don't tell a friend. <laughs> Get on him. Get him in and just hold him on your bench. Um, look, oh, yeah. everyone talks like he's a lame duck, and I know that he's trying to temper everyone's expectations and saying rather than come back early and then not be at full strength or to redo it, um, mm. I'm going to just – it's it's way too early. You'll see me, you know, when you see me. I saw a uh, video of him because I follow him. He's a great guy, Pat Pappanow's yeah. a great person for our game. He's on a treadmill. He's doing some running drills and stuff. He's not a lame duck. He's just taking the rehab slowly, and he wants to come back at the level that he sh- – and they want him to come back at a level that's going to help him in finals if, you know, yeah. if they make it there. So um, not for the start of the season, but, yeah, if he comes off the bench and Pat gets down to sort of Travojevic money – Ooh, um, he could be a real Ooh. card towards the end of the season. Now that is fullback in an in an absolute nutshell. You do yeah. not cheap in the fullback, um, in my opinion. Unless their name, unless their name's Tom Travojevic. Unless their name's Tom Travojevic, but um, I, I just think that there's places. Yeah, I can get cute in the in the hooker position because our best hooker is going to be Harry Grant, and he doesn't have big big hundreds at him. He'll he score eighty every game. So if you can find a cut price guy that's going to score sixty. That's six hundred thousand dollars cheaper. That's an area that you can play in. You can play in your center wingers, where you know you grab a bloke who's going to average, you know, you know, a, ba- a base that beast like Brian will, will average your seventy. And if you can find a diamond in the rough, a Khan Pereira could, you know, start the year getting seventies. You know, like or, or more. You know, there's other places oh. where you can play tricky. Um, the fullback position is not one of them, in my opinion. Yeah. No, agreed. Um, now we were talking about um. Some diamonds in the rough. Um, players, yeah. not necessarily that we think are going to be absolute superstars, but players that we've got our eye on this year. Um, and it can be a bit of NRL and a bit of um, super coach. I've screenshotted a couple that I'm interested in. Well, I'm going to kick it off for you. The first yeah. one that I wanted to mention was Egan Butcher. Um, I really like the look of Egan Butcher <laughs> as a player. I like that one. The Butcher boys are a real t- talented family. Um, he looks like he's going to get a decent start um, time-wise in that team. He's 2.2%, which is an absolute... Um, Pod and a half. Oh, yeah. He's going to start against the Dolphins. 482,000. I reckon um, it seems criminal that now that we we know what we know and, and what he – I mean, there was rumours that um, even when Gus and Satili or Gus or who or Satili, whoever comes back first, that Nat would be the one dropping back to the bench and that Egan would hold the second row forward. Um, mm. he, he's they, they they rate him. Yeah, they do rate him. He And, he, and rightfully so. He's always been touted as one of our – our better forwards coming through the junior ranks. And so I think in the long run, you're going to see Egan Butcher and Josh Wong at same five years' time. Egan Butcher and Josh Wong will be our starting back roles. Yep. I'll put it that way because they're the they're the future of the club in that second row, in my opinion. Yep. Your turn. All right, my turn. Now, you've kind of taken mine, so let's see what I can find. Um, I'm getting, It's not a diamond in a rough. Well, kind of is. I'm getting, no, actually, no, no, it is. I found a better one. I'm tipping Zach Hosking to start and take over Lou Garner's job that he never actually had. Oh, I don't and know if you can have, see this. Can you see? Is that, yep, yeah, you've got him next? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, well, he's not next, but he was in my pile. He was in yeah. my pile. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm tipping him to average high sixties in Supercoach this year. I think he he's got the Supercoach game. We saw it last year, and I think we're going to see it in a, an elite Panthers team that he will be up there with your yeah, Kalama Tangi, your Madison, your yeah, Angus Crichton. You know those elite level back rowers. He's got the Supercoach game for it. Yeah, I mean, I pulled out um, Garner because I just didn't love what I've seen, and he's always been a bit no frills. Zach Hosking looks like he's got a little bit more to his game, um, and he yeah. looks better in the trials. Um, it's not enough for us to start the season, but no. um, if he sort of comes off the bench and gets limited minutes, and the money is burning away real slow, or even if he happens yeah. to lose money, um, he could be someone that comes in and takes that spot. And everything that we thought Garner could be this year, it could be Zach Hosting's. Um, I want to yeah. mention one. He's not cheap. Um, he's six hundred eighty-eight thousand. To be quite honest, he's at um one point three um percent. It's Bo Fermor. Oh yes, I mean one point one point three is diamond in the rough for a bloke who yeah. absolutely went sensationally well last year. He is on mm-hmm. four at side, and I think four yeah. finds these great line running guys um really well. So if we thought that Bo Fermor did well last year, I think he's going to do better this year. Yeah. He could honestly be the number one back rower this year and it wouldn't really shock me because he could have a bunch of tries. His work rate will only improve because it was it was solid last year, yeah. but it will only get better. And so I just – I don't have it in me to pick him, no. but boy, am I tempted. Yeah, I mean, he's 1.3, which is an absolute uber pod. He is a diamond yep. in the rough. And I just think um, last year he made it up to the Queensland squad. Uh, did he play? I can't remember. Um but he, uh, not quite. I no, but I, I just reckon with foreign in the team, everything that we're hoping for from Fafita, well, he this bloke is on on foreign side, and he had a good mm. year last year, a better year than Fafita probably. So, um, I wanted to mention him as somebody that is well, he's going to yeah. be big balls to go in, but I would not be surprised. Although for people who go Fafita, I hope that these one point three people percent of people are going screw Fafita. I'm going to go the other side. And yeah. go further more, and I hope after seven or eight rounds, he's averaging twenty more than Fafita, and these people are like up yours for feeder owners, you know, like <laughs> just, you know, I, I'm I'm a feeder owner, so I hope not. But I'm just in a way, I want I'm a sticky, and I want that to happen. These people who are pod hunters, <laughs> and they grab someone like Bo Formal because I like him as a footballer. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the Gold Coast Titans and Bo Firma, what about the guy that's going to be feeding him all these tries this year, Kieran Foran? Ooh. He's mine. Two point two percent owned. Yeah. Four hundred and fifty three thousand dollars. Yeah. If we didn't, if we didn't get Kalen Ponger at five eight, I might actually be owning Kieran Foran seriously for Supercoach. I mean, is it's, he not the Supercoach game anymore? Like... Well, it might not matter if he's throwing like thirty tries, thirty five tries this this year. If yeah. he's single handedly running this Titans attack, because they have weapons, don't they? That's the one thing that wasn't. Like, they didn't lack weapons last year. It was their defense that cost them badly, really. And their attack was perfectly fine. And I think if Foran's coordinating this attack with these weapons, he could be racking up points like we've never seen from him before. Well, I mean, in the trial, it didn't translate to points. There's some players who just look like they're doing stuff. And I think Hope Foran does these beautiful passes. It gets someone through yeah. a gap and then they throw the pass and a lot more passes happen. So he doesn't get the try assist. I feel like he could be a, a try contribution guy. But, I mean, he's certainly, in an actual NRL sense, he's going to make everyone around him better. Um, We're still on the Titans. <laughs> yeah. Because another one I want to mention is Sam Verrills. 
501,000. Yeah. Um, we've looked at stats when we've looked at Hooker about um, how well he does when he gets the minutes. Uh, I reckon there could be minutes there because um, I think they're probably going to go with Jaden Campbell on the bench. Do you reckon he he could be a real big minute playing? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Hooker? Because he looked good to me in the trial, uh, yeah. um, as did the Titans. I think he, he complements their team really well. And I'm, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't had a bit of a squiz at him. He's 1.2%. Yeah, I mean, like, remember when we did our hooker discussion, I was I was, I was, was reasonably high on him. I was like, well, he, he averages 68.3 when he's playing more than 70 minutes. And so, yeah, I get that he had that 131-point score in there, but that's just a reflection on his potential ceiling at hooker. He, he's a very crafty number nine, and he's underrated as a footballer. Yeah. Um, look, Sam Verrills, and I'll say another one I've put in there right next to him, um, is Jaden Braley. Um, yeah. He's 607,000, and he's a really good hooker. He looks like he's going to play near 80 minutes a game, and they got a really soft draw to start the year. He's one point uh, – no, he's uh, – oh, I lost him. He's, I haven't even got his percent on there. I cropped it wrong. What's he at? <laughs> But um, look, Jaden Braley. Um, so look, you know Braley and Sam Verrills, they're the road less travelled. People are going up. Mm. Yeah, I tell you the thing, I'm I'm less confident about Robson. We leave after what I've seen to start <laughs> the year. So I just yeah. reckon these two guys look like big minute hookers. And if it's a big minute hooker you're looking for, who can rack up sixty points, I reckon sixty to seventy points pretty safely. Um, these two guys. Yeah. No, I think you're right, and. My next guy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Um, Josh King. Oh, yeah. Well, there's some minutes to start the year, isn't there? Um, oh, no. Exactly um, right. You know, uh, I don't know if I, he's a bit no frills, but, you know, yeah, tell me. Sell me on him. Okay. Well, you know, he's at, he's 459, so, you know, a, a bit expensive, but not terribly expensive. Um, 1.7% owned, second row forward. Um, and they've lost all their middles just about. It's Welch and Nelson and Josh King. That's all that's left. Mm. Like they're playing, they're looking at playing edge forwards in the middle. That's how light they are. Yeah. Uh, so it, when he, he, he was good when he got given pretty big minutes early on in the season. Like yeah, he, if was. We look, he just tired out very quickly. So like after, after 10 rounds, he had an average of 56.6 mm. playing, Around 65 minutes a game at lock. All right. Mm. Now, you might think, we all thought last year, that's that's ridiculous why they're playing him that many minutes. Clearly, they've seen something. They would have worked on his fitness. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's not 65 minutes. Maybe it's more like 55 minutes. But his PPM will probably go up 459. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, that's half interesting. For a 43-point average, someone who was churning out 56.6 points per game, as a properly starting lock forward, there is something there. Yep. I'm not going to do it. I'd rather buy into it, but there is something there. And I'll That's... say my final one quickly, sorry. Oh, you go for it. Um, Mike Acevo. Yeah. Sebo. He, I think we covered it in the center wings. He's the only other player outside of Roger to improve on his season average after coming back from an ACL tear. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a big fan of Micah. I reckon once we get past this, these first five rounds where it's a shocking draw, he might bleed maybe 100,000 across mm-hmm. that period of time. That's what you want. That's what you want. That's what you want. And he's at $525,000 and he's running into 
the dream Parramatta draw from round six onwards. You know, West Tigers, Bulldogs, Broncos, uh, Knights, Titans, Raiders, South Sydney, an origin-affected North Queensland, Bulldogs, Manly, Dolphins, Warriors. You can see him getting multiple multiple tri-sevo in in that period. And and if the price is right, um, you get one of those guys that can go a big 100 versus a 50 for someone else's scoring. Um, I don't mind that shout as well. I want to mention a couple of guys who are real pottish um, to look at for the start of the season. Christian Tupolotto. For Ooh. the Manly Seagulls, last year there was a point where I remember Savs went in when everyone else was going someone else, um, and he said, I'm going to take a punt on this guy. And we were like, well, he's not going to get multiple games. He came in, he took both. He took the opportunity with both hands. He's got beautiful hair. They look like there's something this year in attack um, for them, and he's on the wing, and Tommy Turbo's about to come back into the team. He cost you 474000 He's 0.7%. Um, wow. What's going on? I mean, he, he to me looks like somebody that um, could be on the back of some tries um, in the Manly Seagulls outfit for 474. Now, that is not um, cheap as chips. It's not like a um, C&K sort of level. But, I mean, if you're somebody who's going with like a Lachlan Miller at 593, I know he's playing fullback, but I reckon Manly's going to start okay. I reckon that Tommy Turbo is going to make a difference to everyone around him. I think the Tupolotto... He was one of the cheapies of the year last year, and I think he's going to get off to a good start this year. Um, conversely, I want to mention another center who I think has had a team change into an attacking outfit, and that is Aaron Shoup. Um, 471,300. Um, I don't know if I would have the guts to go Aaron Shoup. He looked really good in the trial. He got over for a try. He had a real battle out there with his opposition. Um, he looks like he's on a good side um, for them attack-wise. And I reckon this year there could probably be um, an improvement in him. Um, you know, in that you have him early season. They've got the West Tigers first um, in that Titans outfit that I think is going to put on points. I reckon they're wingers. We saw that on the weekend, Jojo um, and Khan Pereira scoring points. We also saw that from Shoup. He scored well super coach wise in that game. Um, and look, I was... Oh, well, I thought he was pretty good at the um, dogs, to be quite and not honest. I know that they've had these other ones that have come through, like Alamotti and stuff, and it was probably a move that was needed to be made um, for Shoop, but I rate him. I reckon he's a good center. Um, and stranger things have happened, I reckon. Uh, an attacking um, Titans team getting the ball out to Shoop to crash over for a few tries. Um, 471,000. And Tupolotto, I mean, people were willing to take a punt on Saab, you know, um, you had 400 when you got Tommy Turbo in the team. So I'm saying have a go at um, Tupolotto. Um, what am I going to finish it off on? I've got a couple of other ones in there. One is Lachlan Miller. Now, we talked about him in our um, center winger one because he's obviously useful to you in the center wing. 593,000. He's center wing and fullback only. I'm not saying that he's going to be a huge 90-point scoring sort of um, center winger for you this year. But, I mean, people are putting in one of these tackle-breaking sort of take-a-lot-of-runs guys. I think he will chime into their back line. I reckon I could see him averaging, well, for 593, I reckon he can average mid-60s, you know, to, into upper 60s this year. I actually, um, watching them in that game, I thought he complement. I, th- I liked what I saw from him. It was the same thing that sort of caught my eye at the um, Sharks, and I kind of like Lachlan Miller. You know, I mean, I've gone with uh, someone else from that team in um, the big Marju as a tackle breaker, but I reckon he's got a little bit of that in him as well, Lachlan Miller. Yeah, no. Um, there was a lot of hype on him when this uh, move to 
uh, what's he called? Uh, full to the Knights was being uh, thrown around because he was centering fullback and, you know, he could be a gun. Um, I think he's a he's a watch for me, mm. but a very, very close watch because I am yeah. a big fan. Um, somebody I've liked looking at in the trials, um, I'd love if he got the main gig and the other bloke was off the bench, is Gordon Chan Kumtong. Um, that's his name, isn't it? One, one of the great rugby league names. What a it? great name. Um, I've seen him, people slide him in there. He, is he going to be in the 17? Because I know Carl Lawton's offers a fair bit um, of back row and hooker coverage. Is he going to get a run? I don't know if he'll be there in their round one team. I'm not. Is he in their top 30? Part of me thinks he's on a development deal. Oh, but yeah, I'll have a look at 30. it. Yeah. I'll um, have a look at it. He looks to me like he's way more talented than um who's the, who's the Raiders. He's not. He's development. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe for later in the season. Um, I don't know if you're going to be making moves down to cheap players in round eleven or you know around eleven twelve in your in your hooker position. Um, so I mentioned um Tupelotto and I mentioned Shoop. I like Shoop. Um, oh, yeah. in the Titans' recent game, you know, with I think if they're going to score lots of tries. Their edges are looking good. I think that um, Shoop could crash over for a couple. The last one I want to mention is a bit of a um, weird one for me to mention in in a diamond in the rough, but it's Jackson Ford. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he's um, second row forward, 281,000. He's 3.2%. Any of these um, Warriors guys that I talk about is that there is absolutely um, huge chat and, and props coming out of there that Jackson Ford's going terrific. He's been the most impressive person in preseason they've loved what they've seen of him in the trials and he's a chance to even start like they're just the mail is that they're loving what they see and i actually back in his dragons days i never thought they gave him a, a good enough go jackson ford i always thought that he was like teetering on the edge of of hitting the big time not being an outs a ripper but well mm. being a goer being 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 good you know, and I think yeah. he, at 281, that's an absolute steal. If he does jag a spot into that team, um, just say he's in the 17 and he gets 40, 45 minutes. I mean, he looks like he could be a decent option. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't mind the appeal of Jackson Ford. Yeah, as you were saying, the talks are pretty good came from uh, the Warriors camp. It looks like he might even start on an edge ahead of Josh Curran. Yeah. So if, you, if he's playing, I think... A statistic the other day with uh, a couple of people on Twitter. It was something like in games where he's playing 60 to 70 minutes, he's averaging around 53. Mm. So there is value there. And I don't know, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Jackson Ford. Well, I, I mean, had him late in 2019 because I needed to downgrade where he debuted. And he, he turned out some critical points for me around 25. So I yeah, always I mean, remember him for that. If if it goes the way of the chat or the little rumors that we're hearing, and he starts in the second row, um, you know, for two hundred and eighty thousand, it's like Hopgood starting in the lock position. You know, maybe yeah. not as talented as uh, as him, but I mean, I'd probably take a slice. I reckon if he if he starts in the second row for the for the Warriors to start the season, two hundred and eighty. Uh, like when they were hearing the chat, I did go and have a bit of a look at him. I was like, wow, obviously he hasn't. Yeah, he's he's low because he hasn't been getting any minutes. But if he's yeah. going to start, you know, someone catches coach's eye and they just, you're like, he could be the diamond in the rough that we, on a cheapy front, like, you know, we're getting these. I mean, that if I've got a little bit of money in there, 
Bloor off the bench getting less minutes or or um, Jackson Ford starting, you know, in the second row there. I know there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of mouths, and if you're benching someone like Curran, how many minutes are there really to have? Have, but yeah. I mean, there's something. There's something. There's there's something there. There's something there. Uh, and I'll give. I'll do one final one. All right. Yeah, you can. And it's not, even, it's not even a guarantee that he plays at all this year. But there's this guy from the Cronulla Sharks who they just got from Penrith. His name is. Uh, I might butcher the pronunciation of this. Uh, Niwai Puru. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. a 5'8 from the Panthers. He's been very impressive in there, like reserve grades and SG balls. Um, and he played a little bit for the Sharkies in the trials. Hmm. I, I imagine he will be the 5'8 replacement for Moylan in the long run. So if Moylan were to go down with injury, you could put Braden Tr- – they might put Braden Trindle in there. They might put Connor Tracy in there. But I think at some point they will blood Peru this year. And at some point in uh, the next – two, three years, Puru will be very super coach relevant. And so I'm just putting him on watch. Yeah. Maybe he's a diamond in the rough. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you get a a thought for these players when you see dynasty drafts and people grabbing them, you know? Yeah. um, Yeah, definitely one to watch. Uh, I'm here in chat. I can't remember it off the top of my head now. A bloke who's getting good chat um, for as a rookie to come into the dogs as well into their 17. Oh, Jacob Preston. Preston, that's it. Yeah, I, um, I'm here. A little mail on on that as well. So yeah, I, I'm. I if he starts, that's great, fantastic. I think the issue is he's a second rower, and if you if his name's on their bench, right? What are we going to do? We're probably just going to watch and wait and say mm. that's a great round three downgrade option, right? Yeah. If his name's a start round one, that's different. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we pick him if he's named to start. Round absolutely, one. yeah. Well, that's what I was saying about Jackson Ford. And I mean, I had a look at some of the stats that of his recent games. He's a tackle breaker. He's a fender mm. and offloader. He's got every attribute yeah. for super coach. Um, yeah, I reckon nothing better than fishing on one of those. There's a couple of watch, couple of diamonds. Uh, yeah. Look, fullback. It was a nice short one. Where I think we padded it out with a, a bit of how you do Schuster and a bit of yeah. diamond in the rough. It's a perfect way to end it before TLT. Nathan, we've got through all of our positional um, uh, analysis. I think it's been terrific. Thanks for chatting, Super Coach. Oh, no worries. Thank you for having me. Now, um, we're going to be doing season um, through the season. Obviously, I'm still doing the um, dual position with the um, Whisperer. I usually used to do a, a, a review of the round that was and what we're looking for for the next week. I don't know if Sunday nights work for you. So, Moving forward, we'll still be um, recording, but we might be doing a, a Monday. It might appear on on the socials and everything on the Monday. We'll just play it by ear. But Nathan and I will be doing the Sunday slash Monday review of the round um, that was uh, and our takes for the upcoming week. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Cheers, mate. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle. Oh, it is a miracle. Oh, my goodness. You won't see anything like that again this year. And maybe never.